amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Do you believe you can live a pain-free, vital life? Do you want to step back into your power and share your gifts with the world? Are you ready to make a commitment to you? It's time to reclaim your inheritance as a self-healer. Welcome to The Nature of Healing. Hello, healers. I'm Roseanne. Today, we have a special guest back with us to talk about mercury exposures and toxicity. As most people know, mercury is a neurotoxin, and it exists in several forms, elemental or metallic mercury, inorganic mercury compounds, and organic mercury compounds. You may have heard of methylmercury, which can build up in fish and shellfish and animals that eat that fish or ethylmercury, still found in some vaccines. Yet even though mercury in all its forms is extremely toxic to life, it's been traditionally used to make products such as thermometers, switches, some light bulbs, and dental amalgams known as silver fillings. Most people don't know that mercury in silver fillings is not locked into the filling, but escapes continuously during the entire life of that filling in the form of vapor, ions, and abraded particles. We know that chewing, brushing, and hot fluids stimulate this release for a continuous exposure. Here to discuss all things mercury and how to remove it safely is fellow health freedom advocate, Leo Cashman. Leo is Executive Director of DAMS, Dental Amalgam Mercury Solutions, since the year 2000. DAMS is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established in 1990 and educates the public on dental amalgam mercury and other ways dentistry may affect health. Leo is editor of the DAMS news magazine, Dental Truth. Since the year 2000, DAMS has provided educational information to an estimated 60,000 people on dental mercury and other dental health issues. He's also written hundreds of articles and provided dozens of interviews and presentations on dental mercury and other dental health topics. And he's won some prestigious awards. I know him as a fellow board member to the National Health Freedom Coalition, of which he co-founded. Leo, welcome back to the Nature of Healing podcast. Thank you. So you've been fielding questions about safe mercury removal from concerned people for several decades. In fact, you were just helping someone before we began this discussion. But before we get into all things mercury, I want to know why you chose to take on this issue and make it one of your highest priorities. You're a lone crusader out there giving information to the public freely. Uh, well, you know, there are a lot of crusaders on it, so I, I won't ever claim to be the only one out there fighting the battle. Um, but yes, I've been pretty uh, involved, and I guess I am pretty well known uh, nationally as uh, somebody who works tirelessly on this issue. And like you said, I've been 
the uh, executive director of dams for about 20 years. So what I like to say is I wasn't looking for trouble. Trouble found me. <laughs> and that's the way it is for a lot of people. They're not living recklessly. You think that going to the dentist is a good thing and a safe thing. Anyway, trouble found me. And uh, I was uh, 40 years old and never had a, a, a cavity in my life as I, you know, was faithfully brushing my teeth all the time. And I went to the dentist at a, you know, a neighborhood clinic. And I had a, a cavity. And so he says, well, uh, uh, we, we'll just, we usually use an amalgam filling. And I said, are they really safe? I've, I've heard some things about them. And he said, yeah, they're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're safe for everybody. And so I thought, okay, okay, I don't want to be a wimp. I, I'll, 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 I'll go with it. <clears throat> so I had my first amalgam filling, and within a few weeks, I started having some strange health issues myself. Uh, I didn't connect them to the amalgam right away because there is this time delay between getting an amalgam usually and getting symptoms. But I started waking up at night shivering like my body was toxic uh, from something and it was trying to shake it off because I, I wasn't cold, but I was shivering uh, for some reason. And then I, my energy was lower. I thought I was maybe having low thyroid, uh, which I probably was, but I thought, why, why? Why am I having low thyroid? Why am I having low energy? What's changed? I hadn't changed my diet, I hadn't changed anything, uh, and had a good lifestyle. <clears throat> so um, after a few months trying to find the answer, I was standing in the checkout line at my food co-op waiting to be checked out, and I was staring at some publication on the rack that said something about amalgam, mercury from amalgam fillings causes fungal overgrowths, candida problems. I said, there's something about this that I have, to, I have to buy this and read this, this article. So I got home and said, okay, now I gotta look at this article. I opened it up, started reading about how mercury from amalgams can cause weird problems. And I th thought, that's it. That's the thing that's changed. I had my uh, a mercury filling place, uh, silver filling, they call it, amalgam filling, <clears throat> a few months ago, and nothing has been the same since. That's it, that's it, that's it. So I read uh, more, and then stupidly, I went back to the same dentist and asked him to remove the amalgam. It's stupid because if you go to the dentists who are ignorant about the whole thing, they don't remove your amalgam safely then you get more mercury exposure. And that's what happened to me. I started having uh, more symptoms, especially indigestion and bloating, da 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 da, you know. And so, and then my medical doctor at the HMO I belonged to didn't know anything about it. He didn't know how to test for it. He didn't know what to say. And that's typical because they're ignorant about 
the whole issue of mercury, which is why it's such a rampant problem. Uh, they're not learning anything about it in dental school or in medical school, either one really. So um, I wandered in the wilderness for a couple of years trying to detoxify in my own crude way based on what I knew. And it helped a little bit gradually. And after a couple of years, I turned the corner and started feeling more normal again. And then uh, 10 years after I had that amalgam crisis, uh, there was a group in uh, the Twin Cities where I live that was uh, being organized and having monthly meetings on the topic of mercury dental fillings and your health. And so I said, hey, I want to get in on this. I think this is interesting. There are, are other people in the world who are talking about this and, and, and sharing information. So I jumped in and pretty quickly became a leader in that group. And that led to me to go to a conference of the IAOMT back in 1997 because I was writing, I was a writer and writing about this issue and they wanted a writer to go there. So I went and I got embraced by what I call the Dames of Dams, which are the, 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 the leaders of dams in those days were all females. So for me, the Dames of Dams. <laughs> and uh, they thought, hey, this guy seems like he might be useful. You know, let's uh, stay in touch with him. And so they encouraged me and got to know me. And a few years later, they had a managerial crisis where they needed a new manager and, and uh, solve some problems in the organization. So I was the only one who was foolish enough to offer to try to do it. And so that's how I became the manager and the executive director of DAMS. And now it's 20 years later. Uh, I'm a little older now, but uh, still doing it. Uh, that's, your, that's your thumbnail story of the whole thing. Oh, that's so interesting. And I guess we can all be thankful for your foolishness then. <laughs> because Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's the way life is sometimes. You, you kind of take a leap of faith. Something seems right. You're following your instincts. And uh, I have never regretted it. You know, I certainly have not made much money doing this. And uh, I do think we have made a difference uh, I tell people, you know, when I try to introduce myself, I say, you know, I'm, I'm from the faction in dentistry that believes poison is not good for us. And that pretty well sum summarizes it. Mercury is a terrible poison. Uh, the amalgam filling is half mercury. It does release mercury faster when you're chewing your food. And I think you said that. And uh, brushing your teeth. Uh, it's the major source of mercury for people who have amalgam fillings more than all the other sources combined, uh, the food, the air, the water, and so on. And if you are health conscious and you eat organic food all the time, as I hope you do, if you have amalgam fillings, you are sort of like taking a mercury supplement with your meal with every meal you're get you're getting all this mercury released into your food 
And so how organic is your food by the time you've been chewing it with your mercury fillings? Wow, that's a really good point. I never even thought of that. And, yeah. you know, most people don't even understand that they have mercury toxicity coming from their yeah. own mouths. I mean, your, your food co-op, and I hope you go to a food co-op and you hope you buy all organic food, and they are so proud of their good organic food, and then they never, ever, ever, ever tell you that if you're chewing that food with mercury amalgam fillings, you're injecting all that mercury into your food. Uh, as it is released and mixed into your food and you swallow it. So what's wrong with that picture? Why aren't they telling their customers, hey, you know, you're into organic food, great. Why don't you get your mercury fillings out safely and choose non-toxic filling materials? And that would be a great service. And you cannot get, I don't know of any food co-op in our whole country that tells anybody anything about that. And that is a, a, a pathetic shortcoming of our food co-ops and our other uh, natural food businesses often. You know, they, they want you to buy all their things from their health and beauty section, which is great, but they won't warn you about the mercury poisoning you're getting from your own teeth if you have amalgam fillings. And just before we started this interview, I was talking to a woman who has 11 fillings, and I'm surprised she could talk as well as she can, because you have a bunch of fillings like that, and you are not very able to become, to, to maintain your health. You're just not. You know, mercury is a terrible poison. It's the most poisonous metal we're being exposed to generally. And uh, it harms every system in the body, like you said, the nervous system and the brain, the hormonal system, harms the thyroid greatly, stresses you out, stresses the adrenals, reproductive toxin, uh, it, it promotes infertility, birth defects, miscarriages, uh, you know, it's bad for your heart, your cardiovascular system. It attacks the kidneys severely. Uh, that's a target organ. And uh, we can go on and on. But, you know, there's nothing good about mercury exposure. Every reasonable mercury researcher says, avoid all unnecessary exposures. And so what do we have? all sorts of unnecessary exposures, starting with mercury in your dental fillings, which are half mercury, and they don't even usually tell the patient that there's mercury in them, the dentists don't, and the dentists are getting harmed, they're getting mercury poisoned, uh, usually, the dental assistants, the dental hygienists, everybody in the office, and then, of course, the patients. <clears throat> and then the ADA, American Dental Association, which is the heart of the cover-up here, uh, uh, miseducates its member dentists. And unfortunately, the ADA in America gets to accredit every dental school. Now, it's not a governmental agency. It's a private nonprofit organization. But there they are, accrediting dental schools and thereby 
uh, uh, affecting the curriculum uh, and making sure that their myths, uh, their propaganda is what is taught in the dental schools about amalgam fillings and fluoride and other things in dentistry that are toxic and that are harming our health. So it's a very twisted situation. Uh, at the regulatory level, the Food and Drug Administration is the federal agency that has to regulate every dental material. And in 2009, FDA adopted a rule on amalgam fillings, finally classifying amalgams as a, uh, a moderate risk dental material that did not need a proof of safety. By putting it in the moderate risk category rather than the greatest risk, amalgam fillings escaped having to have a proof of safety. And if they had put it in the most appropriate category, category three, which is most hazardous risk, it would have been effectively shut down as a product because there is no way to prove that amalgams are safe. We, can, we have proved that they're unsafe. They're extremely unsafe. So the FDA rescued amalgams from oblivion in America, and the cover-up is alive and well in America. And that's because of the undue influence of the ADA on the FDA, and who knows how else the strings are pulled. But I think that there are powerful forces in our society, economic forces that want people to be mercury poisoned, and uh, they go running to their doctor to get a prescription to take care of all the problems, the headaches, the depression, the insomnia, you name it, uh, all the problems, the hormonal problems, which are huge, reproductive problems, uh, and really, when people are uh, turning to alcohol to feel a little bit better, many of them are medicating their mercury poisoning, and also people who smoke cigarettes are medicating their tremors uh, because it provides a temporary relief from that type of neurological problem, the, the tremors and so on that people get. They get jittery and the nicotine is a temporary uh, way to medicate it, and then it wears off, and then they need another cigarette and more and more and more, and they're addicted to that, and they're addicted to their alcohol to solve, try to solve their problems. And so we uh, are not just fighting with the FDA, but we're fighting with powerful, bigger uh, economic interests, I think, who are benefiting from all this mercury poisoning out there. So it's sort of a getting into the politics and the economics of the whole thing, but this is a very, very big insidious issue that we don't, people don't understand and they're not supposed to understand it. There's pretty much a media blackout on the part of mainstream media uh, about all these issues, which is why it's such a, a joy and pleasure to tell the truth because the truth is something that people need very badly and they're not getting it and yet it's fairly easy to explain these things and 
and try to help rescue people from being uh, mercury poisoned by their amalgam fillings. Yes. And, and basically what you're doing and telling the truth is helping people rescue themselves because we can't be rescued by government or any governmental agency or, you know, front group, which is what you're illustrating so beautifully. You're illustrating this intricate web that we all live within, this tangled web that we weave, you know, and you're describing these two different perspectives when all these agendas, these these governmental groups, these front groups are connected at the level of education to educate everybody. And really it's indoctrination, but it's also a connection of profit making. And at the same time, these these connections that exist do not address the health effects. It's all a conspiracy. They're not, that's the one thing they will never talk about, even though they are connected. And Mercury, look, you talk about Mercury, the symbol of Mercury, the caduceus is the wand of Hermes or Mercury, and it's used as a symbol of the medical profession and the emblem of the medical corps of the U.S. Army. I mean, you could say the truth is hidden in plain sight. The symbol of Mercury, Mercury the god, this is a symbol of Western medicine going back to its beginnings, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick history on Mercury and dentistry. Uh, there were some uh, Europeans uh, in France, mainly in England, who were started using it a little bit. It came to America, I think, in the late 1840s, and it was immediately identified as a, a problem uh, causer for people's health. They'd get blind, they'd get severely damaged. Uh, some of them died, so it was condemned. But there were renegade dentists who refused to quit using mercury because they, they uh, could do their dentistry faster and, uh, and the amalgams they were using were easy to work with. Uh, by the way, an amalgam is defined as a mixture of mercury with some other metals. We, people need to know what that word means. It means there's mercury mixed in with some other metals. Most people don't even know that. Uh, so uh, the renegade dentists who refused to quit using the mercury formed their own group, and that's what became the American Dental Association. And so from the very, very beginning, uh, insisting that amalgam mercury fillings were okay was the unifying theme or belief in the American Dental Association. And so they, no matter what science comes out, how much, matter how much evidence exists, they always, always cover up the mercury problem and say it's safe and effective. And they have to say that with a straight face, it's safe and effective so that people believe them and they say, we're the doctors, we know what we're doing, uh, you're kind of dumb, so just listen to us and uh, amalgam fillings are safe and effective. Uh, so. You know, so how did ADA, which was run by the the Mercury users, founded by them and and uh, uh, you know founded on a a falsehood? How did they ever become the top dogs in dentistry? Uh, because they were organized and maybe they were funded somewhat by 
other special interests, and uh, they are so connected to the entire web of dental products, whether it's a toothpaste or a mouthwash or any dental product, they're supported by the, the amalgam manufacturers and the distributors, and then they, they get money for their seal of approval on amalgams and other things that shouldn't have a seal of approval on them. Uh, and so they're all very commercially tied in to the com commercial side of dentistry, have huge conflicts of interest, and how do they get to be the ones to accredit every dental school in the United States? And then furthermore, as you know, uh, Roseanne, the practice of dentistry is regulated at the state level, and there, so there is a state dental board, just as there is a state medical board, and the dental boards regulate the practice of dentistry in that state. Uh, and so what happens there is the um, uh, dental PACs contribute a lot of campaign money to the governors who appoint board members to the state dental board and the state medical board and so on. And so the influence of campaign money is strong and uh, the governors appoint ADA members or members of the state dental association that are chapters of the ADA. So you have ADA dominance of dental boards and they're ready to pounce on the dentists who speak out against amalgam fillings and investigate them and harass them and very likely shut them down if they don't back off and quit talking in, on the radio, on the media, about how dangerous dental amalgam fillings are. So you have powerful forces at the state level, at the level of, of dental practice, and those boards have really uh, harassed and sometimes uh, uh, shut down dentists who are the most honest, the most outspoken dentists in that state. And so we are proud of having freedom of speech in our country. It's one of the uh, cornerstones of our democracy. And yet when it comes to standing up and criticizing uh, the use of a deadly poison in dentistry, the dentists find out that they don't have as much freedom of speech as they wanted because there are ways to retaliate against those dentists. And this is why we end up with these health freedom issues. Health freedom is a way to try to protect, really, the right to speak out and the right to practice in a more health-conscious way. And it all gets turned around backwards when a state dental board is trying to uh, harass the best dentist, the most health-conscious, careful dentist, well, the other dentists who are out there putting this poison in people's teeth are totally going scot-free. They're never questioned and they're never disciplined because this practice of using mercury fillings falls within the standard of care. And the standard of care is whatever is being taught in a dental school. And that means using mercury amalgam fillings is within the standard of care, unfortunately.
Yes, so they get to they get to write their own rules. It's the golden rule, actually. Those who own the gold rule. You know, it, it legitimizes the mass poisoning of people while criminalizing the rest of us, the people who are doing natural medicine. That's and exactly I, what I you're. I followed doing. some of these big uh, dental board cases against leading holistic dentists, and they'll say you're unethical because you removed amalgam fillings. You're unethical. You're unprofessional. And what you're doing is against the standard of care. And, and you know, nobody questions the dental board when they say that. The media doesn't question them. The politicians don't question them. It's like, oh, you're the experts. You're the, you're the, the, the top dentist in our state. You got appointed to the dental board. And so they go ahead and crucify the outspoken, holistic dentists and then uh, the other dentists notice that and they shut up for the most part. They don't speak out. They don't go on the talk radio shows. And that's one reason why I think my work is, is as important as it is because I don't have to worry about losing a dental license. I am not a dentist. And so I'm saying many of the things that they would like to say just as openly, but they're probably a little bit afraid to say them because of the ability of the dental board to harass them and and shut them down. Yeah, so thank goodness for you <laughs> and others who have this voice. And I think in this world of duality, there is always going to be that balance and tipping, tipping of the scales and coming back into balance. And so for those people who come to understand, who awaken to this issue, what do you tell them about the best tests, for instance, that people can use to identify these exposures? Most medical doctors do not know how to test properly for mercury. And that's, you know, they, they have learned nothing, almost nothing about mercury. And their bias is that, well, it's probably not a, a very common problem because I didn't learn anything about it in, in medical school. So they're, they're woefully ignorant. So uh, we tell people to get the tri-test as the best test for mercury body burden. And it's T-R-I-T-E-S-T. And it's available from Quicksilver Scientific in Colorado, north of Denver. And that's their website, quicksilverscientific.com. And that is called the tri-test because there are three specimens taken. There's urine, blood, and hair. And when they look at mercury in the blood, which is a key measurement for mercury body burden, they do what no other test does, and that is to test separately for inorganic mercury and for organic mercury. And that's necessary because uh, there's a different equilibrium. There, there is a, an equilibrium ratio between the tissue level, like what's in the kidneys and what's seen in the blood, but that equilibrium ratio is different for those two different kinds of mercury. And it's a much higher ratio for the inorganic mercury. So if you have a little bit of inorganic mercury, which is the kind that comes from the amalgam fillings, that is a, a, a serious problem 
for uh, your status with regard to inorganic mercury, but you don't see that unless you separately measure the inorganic mercury and the organic mercury separately. So that's why that's the best test. Uh, a regular blood test ordered by a doctor at a hospital is not going to do that properly, not going to do the, the separate testing. They're going to miss inorganic mercury. <clears throat> uh, and then the test for uh, total mercury in the urine essentially is a test for your ability to excrete the inorganic mercury. So getting rid of inorganic mercury, if you have a mercury problem, is a good thing. And then the hair mercury levels are an indication of your ability to excrete organic mercury from your brain, particularly. So <clears throat> this test is a sophisticated test, and it gives you lots of information that none of the other tests give you about all these things. So that's why I say the tri-test by Quicksilver is a superior test, and it also does not use any drugs to provoke mercury release in the body. Therefore, it's a safe test, unlike the more traditional chelation challenge tests, which do use a drug like DMSA, which can stir up the mercury and create some adverse symptoms in a fair number of patients. So uh, that's, that's as far as I'll say about it. And if people want more information on mercury testing, uh, I'm happy to help you with that. But I, I'm not, I would not insist that the patient get tested before having amalgams removed because it's always smart to remove amalgams. You don't need to pay $300 for a test, any kind of a test because we know that if you have amalgam fillings, they do release mercury, <clears throat> particularly at chewing your food and so on, and therefore they are a health hazard and they need to be removed carefully by a qualified dentist, and then you are able to detoxify. Uh, and, and if you don't remove the source of the mercury, your body is not going to have a good successful mercury detox. It just can't happen because it's as if your body gives up trying to remove the mercury from all the tissues because it knows it's a hopeless matter to try to do that. The mercury is always coming at it every day, all the time. And by the way, some people are, are grinding and clenching their teeth at night. And if they have amalgam fillings that they're grinding and clenching with, they are releasing a lot more mercury all night long. And that's a common condition that many people have. Yes. And from my perspective as a naturopath, I know that one cause of grinding can actually be parasites. So why are the parasites there? They're there to clean up the metals that are in your body. And so it's a vicious cycle that happens uh, when we introduce metals that are not supposed to be in our bodies at these high levels and continuous levels of exposure. So what, what's next then when we understand we have these toxins in our teeth, how do we find a, a mercury safe dentist? Well, we have a list of holistic dentists in every state and also in Canada and also 
in quite a few countries of the world. So people call us or they email us and get our list. And we like to do more than just provide the list. We like to provide information. We have short articles. We have longer documents, uh, something called the uh, Dental Health Guide, which is 20 pages long right now. We like to provide that. And so uh, uh, we, we're very happy to provide both the list and the information. And we're happy to tailor that to a person's situation. So if, do you have amalgam fillings? Do you have crowns uh, on some teeth, possibly toxic crowns or toxic bridge work? Uh, do you have root canal teeth, which can be a, another big dental and health issue, uh, jawbone disease possibly, so on and so forth. So we have a wealth of information, articles on uh, many of these topics. And so uh, we encourage people to contact us and get our information. And if we can't help you find a holistic dentist in your area, we can give you some other resources that may have somebody where you are. But, you know, it's, 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 uh, uh, we like to tailor what we send you or show you to who you are and what's on your mind. And uh, so I think we offer a very good service that way. Indeed. But it's so important to go to a holistic dentist. And I, I tell people, don't go to the dentist who caused the problem and ask them to be the ones who fixed the problem. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So going further into this idea of helping detoxify the body, what foods or supplements do you recommend prior to any amalgam removal or uh, to help the body detox from mercury after removal? Uh, well, there are foods like eggs uh, and sulfur-containing foods like uh, onions, garlic. Uh, sulfur seems to be part of the body's uh, chemistry for coping with mercury. We get depleted in glutathione, which is a natural sulfur-containing substance that the body makes to help us detoxify mercury. And so we need that sulfur, uh, and we get depleted in key vitamins and minerals like uh, vitamin C and B vitamins. Uh, they are all hard hit by mercury and uh, key minerals like magnesium, zinc, and selenium are usually depleted by uh, having mercury too. And so just by supplementing with the better foods and uh, the vitamins and minerals that are probably depleted because of the body fighting mercury uh, can help us cope better and get ready to go through the amalgam removal safer and smoother. And yes, we do encourage avoidance of foods like sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. And uh, they are problematic foods, and they will make a person's poisoning more problematic. So yes, there are foods to avoid. And we have articles, or a key article on 
uh, this particular topic, which I very often send to people. <clears throat> yeah, we will uh, put your link uh, to your, your information in the show notes so people can contact you. And you make really good points about these minerals that become depleted when we introduce toxins or metals into our body. And yeah. I know that selenium, from, a, from my own experience in healing my thyroid disease, selenium helps convert T4 hormone to T3 hormone. Uh, it also right. helps detoxify the mercury, like you say. It, and that's why fish in some of these island nations where a lot of people consume a lot of fish, uh, they don't seem to have these mercury toxicity problems. It's because the fish have this built-in selenium load that kind of neutralizes the mercury. So it depends on what mm. fish, of course, but right. if you can you know, supplement with selenium, whether you have mercury amalgams or not, you've, you've maybe had them removed like I have. I had my amalgams removed in four stages so that it wasn't a complete overload on my system like you described. Um, because, yeah, we've all agreed to allow this metal into our mouths. And, it, and because it's so close to the thyroid, it's right there next to the thyroid and the parathyroids. It explains why so many people are dealing with thyroid disease and parathyroid problems. I mean, it's so clear. It's cut and dried. The connection has already been made. Yet, we cannot trust the government, like you say, to help us understand this or help us detoxify. It's all our personal responsibility. Health is a personal responsibility. Well, of necessity, because the government is is not uh, revealing the truth, and in very many cases, it's part of the problem. It's actively covering up the problem, and it's promoting the problem. And if you think of the way the flu shot is promoted, um, there is another mercury exposure that uh, is, is foolish, and I think people should avoid these flu shots. And the typical flu shot has uh, 25 micrograms of thimerosal, and, and about half of that microgram weight is, is the mercury in the thimerosal. People hear the word thimerosal, and it doesn't mean anything, but the truth is it's a deadly, toxic mercury compound, which is bad for your health and bad for your immune system. And so here they're scaring people about getting infections and getting the flu and their people are getting injected with a toxic mercury compound that is harmful to the immune system and they're even promoting it for pregnant women and that ethyl mercury which you correctly said is is a mercury result from that mercury injection ends up in the unborn fetus and it can cause birth defects. So, uh, and it is a contributor to all the childhood uh, neurodevelopmental disorders, including autism and ADHD. So we have a huge uh, responsibility on the part of our government and our, our, our state health departments for promoting a very foolish, toxic exposure to mercury uh, in the most vulnerable part of our population, which is the unborn babies. Yeah, and 
mercury isn't the only, you know, toxin that we're dealing with, especially in vaccines. There, it's a boatload of of metals. So um, we can talk all day about mercury and yeah. how we we uh, detox it. But there's also aluminum, which is also another neurotoxin, right. right? Well, you know, that's another thing that where the science is very good, and uh, uh, Boyd Haley is is one of the top investigators of mercury and what it does to the human body, to human health. And he had a very sophisticated testing lab that no longer exists. And there's a, there's a whole story behind that. But uh, using his very advanced testing techniques, he found that uh, mercury has a huge synergy with lead uh that's that's been well known so i mean you have a little bit of lead and a little bit of mercury uh you know each each one by themselves might not kill more than one percent of the test animals you put them together and and it, together they kill a hundred percent of the test animals uh, they're so strongly synergistic that uh, they greatly magnify the toxic impact of the other one. Uh, but the same thing is true with aluminum, and aluminum exposure is extremely common. It's in the vaccines, it's in cosmetics, it's in some of the foods. So uh, that's a terrible toxic uh, synergy. And you know, then you have other things like cadmium, which is in cigarette smoke. Uh, you have the um, fact that that testosterone uh, has a synergy with mercury so if a person has higher testosterone uh, which you know some of us guys do have higher testosterone and uh, that mercury is more harmful to you and that explains why the uh, most of the autistic children are boys and the most severely autistic children are boys. They have more testosterone than the girls, even, even at that little age of infancy, they do. It's fascinating, uh, all these different synergies, but it stands to reason that any, anything harmful to our health is uh, going to add up in a synergistic way, probably with anything else that's harmful to our health, we have things like toxic EMFs coming from all the wireless devices. We have uh, fluoride. We have uh, glyphosate in Roundup, pesticide, and so on and so forth. And I think synergies between all the toxic things. So it, we do need to think about the synergies because when we're getting our amalgams out and then detoxifying, we have to be aware of other things that will interfere with our body's effort to detoxify. And particularly, I have seen that uh, if you're being exposed to Wi-Fi and you're using a cell phone very much, uh, that sort of thing, all that microwave exposure, uh, you're going to have a harder time to detoxify your mercury. So you have to shelter yourself from uh, toxic EMFs, toxic microwave exposures, in order to have a successful detox and recovery of your health. Great advice. 
I'm just looking at an article that was published January 13th, 2020 by Dr. Christopher Exley. Uh, it says aluminum and amyloid B in familial Alzheimer's disease. So they're finding, and he had a cohort of Colombian uh, donors who were deceased uh, with familial Alzheimer's. He found high levels of aluminum in their brains. And he's done the study before in autistic kids. So there's this spectrum of what I call aluminum toxicity or mercury toxicity too. You know, if he were looking for mercury, he might find it there as well. But uh, this is a spectrum of aluminum poisoning from autism in children to Alzheimer's in adults. And nobody is talking about this connection. I really think if there's a cover-up there, maybe it's all part, you know, maybe there's sort of a big general cover-up and these are just different aspects of it. But uh, you have these uh, uh, factions in, den in, in medicine that say, oh, well, you know, uh, we're, we're researching very, very hard to figure out what's really causing the autism and what's really causing the Alzheimer's. And we, we, we kind of think it's genetics. Well, you know, it, it, genetics are, is important and it may play somewhat of a role, but it is not the, the, the real explanation for why autism exploded in the 1990s and why Alzheimer's has been exploding in our population. If you go back to the 1930s and before, there was no Alzheimer's. It had never been reported. That doesn't point to a genetic explanation for Alzheimer's. It points to an environmental exposure, uh, toxic exposures to things that are explaining the Alzheimer's problem and the autism problem. And, and we can go into, we won't go into detail on that, but we have strong evidence that that is the case. And if you look at the Alzheimer's Association, they wanna cover all that up. They don't want us to know who the culprits are. And I think they're funded by the culprits and big pharma, which, doesn't want us to prevent these problems. They want to sell us drugs to uh, try to treat these problems uh, at great profit to the drug companies. Well, we, I mean, we can prove it by the narrative that they put out. I mean, those who own the narrative control the outcome. They are the ones who are in charge of writing those studies. I mean, we do have these studies as a counterpoint to question the narrative, but really because the people who are in control will not even, you know, it, they don't make them relevant. And so we do need to keep using our voices and, and bringing this information out. It is all of us that need to do that. So how can people connect with you, Leo? Uh, the uh, email is dams at usfamily.net. So DAMS is an acronym for Dental Amalgam Mercury Solutions. And so that's it, DAMS at usfamily.net. The phone number is 651-644-4572. The website is amalgam.org. And uh, you can use the website to see uh, a little bit more about what we say about these issues and to 
enter a s information on a screen that tells us to call you or to email you information. Um, we are happy to mail you an information packet. So just let us know your name and address so we can mail it to you and we will mail that out right away. Um, and um, we will talk to you if you have questions too. So you can always give a phone number and we will try to respond to your questions. Wonderful. And as we heard in our first interview on fluoride, you speak on many issues. So you can connect on all things mercury, all things fluoride. Uh, he is a wealth of information. And as I said, we'll put these in the show notes. Um, Leo, thank you again so much for your knowledge, your wisdom, and your time. You're welcome, Roseanne. And I, I appreciate uh, having this interview with you. Wonderful. And until next time, healers, lots of love. Visit or consult with Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath, at natureofhealing.org, where you can find her books at her website and at amazon.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.